Hey everybody, this is JR Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about some more random things, but first, we're going to be focusing more on dealing with your business aspect, your mind, body, and soul, but first, it's moto time. Hey, remember, rich people, poor people, poor people act rich, rich people act poor, think about that when it comes to tax time, think about it when it comes to paying your bills, pay your bills, the reason why I say rich people, poor people is rich people stay rich, poor people will always stay poor, the reason why they stay poor is because... Here's a good analogy. When you go to the store and you only have, let's say, $20 and there is, let's say, there's and you're trying to feed your family and there's a thing of mayonnaise. A lot of people will intuitively will go and get craft mayonnaise or they will get like maybe best foods depending on where you live at i'm a i'm a person from the east coast so i'm used to hellman's but i'm on the west coast it's all best foods Ugh, god i just miss hellman's yeah well whatever and 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 you have the store brand but you're trying to feed your family oh i don't skip on quality i gotta have quality 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 the object of the game is if you are trying to maximize your money you will buy the off brand you should off-brand is just as good as the name brand. Sometimes an off-brand is better than the name brand when it comes to a blind taste test. It happened. But a lot of people will, or they won't even use coupons. They'll just go in there and pay the full price because they think that's the actual price. Reality is that's just a set price, suggested sales price, or suggested retail sales price. So a, a rich person will automatically, distinctly will buy the off-brand. And most rich people are so smart. Here's what they'll do. They'll buy the name brand one time. And then what they'll do is they'll keep that jar. Make sure that jar looks pretty good, decent. And then they will turn around and buy an off-brand and take that off-brand and dump it into the, the name brand jar. Boom. Oh, 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 that's it. Well, that's Best Foods. Oh, it could be the local brand. An Albertsons, a Safeway, a Vons, Staters. Whatever local grocery store you live in. If you're like on the Ralph's. If you're like um, on the East Coast, BJ's, um, um, you know, you're like one of those stores or you're like at Aldi's or Trader Joe's, places like that. Yeah. Price Chopper, Price Shoppers, Cubs, you know, places like that. Save-A-Lot, Save-On, whatever store. Dollar General. Family Dollar, whatever brand name, generic brand, they will use, they will get that generic brand, dump it out into that name brand jar. That's a rich person. Will a rich person do it? No. They have people to do that for them. That's how smart they are. <clears throat> will they, do they actually do that? Some do. I've heard of a rich man who actually said, and he will actually, he will actually go to the store. If he doesn't get it, at, or he will go to a discount store, like a um, warehouse place that has pallets of damn stuff, like Ollie's. Where stuff come in there or Cargo Largo. Yeah, places like that where they go in and they buy, they have stuff that's, you know, damaged or slightly damaged. They will buy that stuff. They're, they what you call maximizing their money. The reason why I say that, that's how rich people are. And also, rich people always have this philosophy. They never quit their day job while trying to be successfully wealthy. The reason why they do that is because they want to be wealthy in order to be defined of being rich is by having the amount of money they have in their bank. So if they have, say, 100 grand in their bank, they're trying to topple that. So here's an example. I heard of a rich guy who made this good analogy, and I and I kind of like that. He said, he remember he said, he said, I really wanted to get this car. And this car that he wanted costed 
um, $80,000. He told himself, in order to get that car, I had to have two times the amount of the amount of money. So he had to have 80000 times two. So eight times two is what? 160000 So he got up to 168 times eight is 16. 80 is 80 is 160. So he had to have 160000 So when he had 160000 guess what he did? He added one more. He had 160000 That was times two. But he added another 80000 Reason why? Because he needed them out to pay for the car. I don't get that logic, but that was his analogy, and that's what he did. He said the reason being is that so I so I have 180 160,000. 80 and 80. I go buy the car, what do I have? 80,000. Not enough. Not enough. I need to have more. It's not about me having the exact amount. I got to have more than what I started with. Oh, yeah, I do. Because I have 80000 I went and bought the car, but I don't have that. So that's why. So that's why most successful people, that's how business people are. They always double or triple the amount of their money that they have because they got to maintain the amount of money into their bank. And then they set a goal. They set a goal that's unattainable. Most rich people set a goal that's unattainable. Like here's an example. I want to be a multi, I want to be a trillionaire. That's that's a far that's a number that no one can ever obtain. No rich person can get that. Only one. And that would be well he well, he stepped down. But if he was running his company, he can get that. And that would be Jeff Bezos. He can get his companies will be worth a trillion, but he won't be worth a trillion, just his company. And see, and the thing about and think about this, when you start your own business and stuff and being successful, remember remember this factor. If you ever start a business and you decide to become well-known and you're successful and you take your business to an IPO, IPO stands for Initial Public Offering. That's where it goes for the stock market and they ask for shares and people will invest in your business. So now you have extra money to grow your business. But there's a fact that there's a, there's a good thing. It's, there's a plus and minus to that. Here's the plus part about it. It's great that you took it to an IPO. It's great that you're getting extra money to start your business. But here's the downside to that. The downside to that is that now that you have, you can't do what you want to do to your company because now you don't actually own your company. Because you sold half, you gave half of your company to the IPO. So now your company is being ran by other people now. You have have shareholders. Now they're expecting you to make a profit for them. See, that's the key. Profits for them. Now, also, most wealthy people will even tell you this. They never quit their day job while conquering the world. And they always remember this. Time is money and money is time. Wasting time, you're wasting money. By the way, do you know that if you are looking for a good cell phone or a good power chargers, go to BlackBlueElectronica.com. BlackBlueElectronica.com has all your cell phone and charger needs. Anything you need to get it. Holidays are coming up. You might as well get yourself a good cell phone. Hey, always have a backup cell phone. I will tell anyone. It's best to have a brand new backup cell phone. I remember one time, I, I remember one time I watched this person and I, and I looked at this person. This person lived on his cell phone. Him and his wife lived on their cell phones. His wife just could not live without her cell phone. She had to be on social media. She had to do this. She had to be this, this, and that. One day, she was out and about and apparently she stepped out of her car. And I told her, I told her, he even told her, Hey, babe, got to be careful with your phone. Yeah, I'll be careful. Well, I told him, 
you got to be careful too. He's like, oh yeah, get a backup phone. He didn't listen, but I told him, here, I showed him on the site, go to get a Yumi Digit cell phone. So he bought one. He didn't think nothing of it. He bought a Yumi Digit cell phone just to have a backup because I, I kept pestering him and I pestered him to the point where he bought one. Well, he was getting out of his car and his phone fell. And when his phone fell, a car hit it. Car ran over it, smashed his phone. Yeah, his phone was destroyed, literally destroyed. Oh, he was salty on that one. His phone was massively destroyed, couldn't beyond repair, you know. And he was a businessman and he lived off his phone because they had to call him and everything. He was fat. I mean, talking about a talking about a kid in a candy store. That was his phone. See, he bought that phone. That was his phone. He paid for it. He was salty about that. But then all of a sudden, I couldn't get a hold of him. That's what, what happened. I couldn't get a hold of him. I called his wife. She answered her phone. And she was just like, 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 you know, her phone. Why you need to use my phone? Because he had to call people. He's like, oh, um, she's like, well, yeah, you, you, hey, you destroyed your phone. And he, and she looked at him like, whatever. And I called her because I knew both of them. She answered. I said, is your husband there? Yeah, I've been trying to get a hold of him. Oh, oh he, oh, he, oh, he ran over his phone. Yeah, his phone got ran over by accident. It was an accident. Okay, where's, let me talk to your husband. Hey, where you at? He said, yeah, I'm at home. Um, yeah. Hey, you still have that Yumi Digit? I told him, you still have that Yumi Digit cell phone, the backup one that I told you to buy? Yeah, you have your SIM card, right? Yeah, there you go. Use that phone until you get your new one. So he picked up the Yumi. He, he remembered he had the SIM card. He put the SIM card in the Yumi Digit phone. He formatted it. Boom, he was back in, he was back in business. And did you know what? He liked that Yumi Digit so much that he didn't even bother getting another phone. He just kept that Yumi Digit. But he did buy another phone. He went and bought another. He went and bought the exact same phone. Yeah. Yeah, he bought the exact same phone. Again, the one that got broke. He bought that one. But he kept his Yumi Digit. Because he really just fell in love with it. and he, But he bought his new phone that he had because he, he, you know, he was just a status symbol. And I told him, I said, let me tell you a little trick. Keep your Yumi Digit, but BT your um, cell phone, Bluetooth it, just Bluetooth it, wireless it, use Wi-Fi, you have, you have unlimited, right, Wi-Fi, use, um, use um, tether it to your phone, put everything back on that phone and just tether it, keep your Yumi Digit in your pocket or whatever and use your other one, it's a status thing, do that, have two phones sitting next to you, so that's what he did. See, that's what I'm talking about. Be prepared. Go there, blackblueelectronica.com. For all your electronic needs, that's where you need to go. Hey, go to a guy named Sarcy. Sarcy, P- Sarcy PC, this guy right here. He's on Instagram. Go to Sarcy. Sarcy PC, I'm telling you right now, his name is Dwight. You want to go check him out. He has a YouTube channel. Go to Sarcy. He's a motorcycle enthusiast. You want to check him out? I'm going to look him up and get his complete... Um, YouTube channel address and I will post that but you want to go check out Dwight also check out a guy named DJ DJ a guy, a guy named CJ not DJ DJ uh, you know DJ yeah his channel hasn't got up yet but this guy named CJ this guy right here is having a YouTube channel he's about to pull that YouTube channel out go check him out go check out Dwight at Sarcy yes uh, yes Sarcy PC on Instagram just put in Sarcy S-A-R-C-I and then and then yeah that one and then 
And he also has a motorcycle one too. You want both of them. He has two channels. But whichever one you go to, just go there and just and and he'll 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 get both of them. Check him out. He has a YouTube channel, nothing but motorcycles and stuff, about him riding around and stuff. If you're into motorcycles and you want to watch somebody, he vlogs about being on a motorcycle and stuff. That's what you want to do. Check that out. The reason why I t- reason why I'm mentioning him is because listen, that's a person who started a YouTube channel. Yes, he doesn't have that many followers or thousand followers, but he has enough followers. He has like about five or six, I think, four or five or six or seven. I don't know how many, but he has followers enough. You got to crawl before you walk. That's what I'm saying. That's what you got to do. All right. Enough about that. Let's begin. Listen, I've been thinking, I've been talking, I've been looking online about, been looking online on social media about how people talk about how a lot of people are becoming successful and how they, um, they're rich and stuff. And there's people that are on YouTube that are just making massive amounts of money. And then I hear people making, there's people on YouTube that are making money off of other people. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me be clear about something that you probably don't know and probably need to know. No matter how famous, if you become famous, let's say you become famous as a singer, um, a singer, songwriter, or you're a famous YouTuber. There's somebody out there that wants to take you down. If you're at the top there's somebody under you that wants to take you down that's going to take you down because you know why because there's haters there's always people out there that are hating on you the reason being like that you ever heard of this thing called black twitter black twitter is a true thing there's people out there that are on twitter that will literally destroy you the reason being they have nothing better to do they will talk about you they'll look into your social media profile they'll find stuff about you they'll talk nasty about you saying that you're you're this and that and you're and you're they're hating on you and stuff and things like that and i'm just telling you right now i'm just being honest that's what you got to do i'm just letting you know that everything that you got to do they're just going to be following you yeah and and you just got to do things like that they're going to be just hating on you they're going to be wanting to negatively just beat you down reason being is because they have nothing else to do in life but to do that here's a good example uh Here's a really good example. Dave Chappelle had his last, um, his latest, po- his latest episode show called, um, his latest episode show called The Closer. People are so enraged by him, by what he said about, um, about the, the LBGTQIA plus whatever. I, I just, the, um, the alphabet group. We're not going to mention it because I ain't trying to get into their bad great and he said some things about some trans people and he people were mad about that and and so many people from the black community from the african-american community were mad about him saying that he with his million dollars and his platform he should be doing more for the black trans community let me uh i'm gonna just be clear and then the, I don't know. I don't know anybody from that community. They say that he should be more. I saw the thing. It was comedy. He even said it that they were going to come after him. That's the thing. They're going to come after him, you know. And I and he knew that they were going to come after him. So, and he knew that. So, and that thing. That's something. What I'm talking about. You're going to have people that's going to hate on you. And when they hate on you, they're going to hate on you to the point to where it's going to be bad. And then it's going to be bad for you. So you got to learn how to weather the storm. See, when you get on that social media stuff, like whether you're doing your business or you do e-commerce or whatever you're doing to be successful, everybody's going to come at you. And the reason why they're going to come at you is because they're going to see what you're doing. 
and they gonna wanna they want they want a piece of that pie. Think of it like like I said, think of it like when I say pie, think of it like this, take a take a round pie, a big circle round pie, and that round pie, and you start cutting it. Each piece is a section of the pie. It's like fractions. If you're in school, everybody looks at you and they're gonna say, "Well, you know, you're 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 getting the big chunk, and the small pieces for everybody else." Well, now you're getting bigger, so that whole pie is just for you. Here's what happens: other people are gonna want a piece of that pie, so they're gonna start slicing off of that chunk, slicing, slicing, till you have just a little bit. And that means right there is about you and your business. People wanna people want you. No matter what, people are going to come after you. No matter how hard you build your business, people are going to try to take your business from you. Why? Because people want what they can't have. If they can find a quick way of getting money, if they can find a quick way of getting what they want from you without having to do the work, they can do that. If they can lie, cheat, and steal to get what they want from you, they can. Just got to be careful out there when it comes to doing your business. I don't care what business you're doing. I don't care what you're trying to start it. Whatever you're trying to do. I'm telling you now, you better have your A game and you better come with receipts. You got to come with receipts. If you got the receipts, they can't touch you. But if you don't have your receipts, you better have the backup. You better have the cojones, the balls, the babies, weather that storm. Because there are going to be people. I knew example. Here's a good example. I knew a lady. She owned a, she started a restaurant. Her restaurant was a, was, was her passion of her. Oh, it's a passion of mine to start my restaurant. Well, here's the problem. Her restaurant was good. Food was excellent. Five-star rated excellent. People were raving her food. One day, a group of people came in because they wanted to challenge her restaurant. They were loud. They were rude. They were just mean. They were being very, very disrespectful. She came out, and she literally told them, can you please knock it down? They told her, I paid my good money just like everybody else. You don't tell them to be quiet. No one's talking but you loudly you can more than welcome to talk but not that loud they got so mad and they made a video about her and they just dogged her they i mean they skull dogged her badly on media because they felt threatened they felt that she threatened them and guess what happened it actually back it actually worked to the point to where people what they saw on social media and sound bites and ran with the media was coming there interviewing her and they were saying one girl was like oh she's offended she 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 offended the lbgtq i'm gay she hates gay people she doesn't want gay people in her business and the weird part about it was she stood there and when they asked her um do, I, we have a question the reporter was like we have a question she went on the news we have a question do you hate the gay? Do you hate the LBGTQ? We just want to know. Um, apparently, there's a video going around saying that you hate the LBGTQ. She says, "Really? Where?" And they showed her the video how the girl said she hates the LBGTQ, and she goes, "There's my wife right there. I hate the LBGTQ. That's my wife right there." They didn't know that she was she was a part of the LBGTQ community. She was a part of the community, but not in that community. How you say it? She's a part of it, but don't but don't sit there and go out and broadcast. Hey, I'm 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 a lesbian. Oh, hey, I'm part of the LBGTQ. She didn't go out there and broadcast it. So what she did was she just got her business going. She was an honest, hardworking person. They tried to discredit her. <laughs> did it work? Yeah, it did. 
<clears throat> yeah, I need to quit smoking. I should, but I need to. One day I will. I digress. I should, but one day I will. So she tried, and they started, and they, they really tried to, they tried to, they burned her. They burned her and her business. They, they literally burned her. She had to shut the place down. She had to close the business. And the girl, and when the reporter went back to the girl, she said, that's what she get. She don't talk bad about me. I will ruin her. I will ruin your business. And just said it just like that. I will ruin your business. She said a lot of other words I'm not going to say on here. All I'm going to say is one of the words. They said she's a dumb, skanky a-hole and, you know, and stuff like that. And they talked bad about her. The moral of the story is, if you're going to start your business, Got to be careful of what you're doing. Got to watch out for those haters because people will try to take you down for your business. It doesn't matter what you do, no matter how you do it, no matter how much, how much, how much money you spent. There's people that just want to take you down, no matter how successful you are. Good example. Um, Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon. Do you know he pays zero in taxes? Do you know why he pays zero in taxes? Because Jeff Bezos does a lot for the communities that he put his business in. He gives back. Building a business there using local contractors. Instead of getting an out-of-state contractor, he uses local business contractors. He hires locally. He does everything he do to help the community. But and still, it's not enough. No matter how much money you make when you start your business or how successful your business is, if you don't, apparently, as they quote, don't help out certain, certain, certain groups, they will hate on you. Because they will try to make it to where, oh, you won't hire me because you're part of the, you don't hire LBGTQs or you refuse to hire gays or you refuse to hire black people or you refuse this. It happens. But you got to weather that storm. And, and when, I, when I mean that, you got to weather it. And that's just how it is. Okay. You got to weather the storm and you got to be able to weather how hard it is because it's going to take you a lot of time to be able to do your business. Because listen, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was actually built. The pyramids of Giza wasn't built in a day. They were built. And the way they were built, they were built to, to withstand. And what that means is you got to be like the pyramids of Giza. And like the, um, and like the, um, the statue in Rhodes. I'm telling you, you got to be able to weather the storm. Because if you can weather the storm when all the people are going to try to take your business down, guess what? You are the most successful person. Good example. Another example. Here's another good example when I'm talking about when it comes to people trying to take your business out. Bill Gates, the, one of the co-founders of Microsoft. Microsoft was at the top of their top of their pillar. They were the, the top OS operating system. Everybody else wanted a piece of that pie. So people were trying to get a job with Microsoft. People were trying to be vendors with Microsoft just so that they can break him down. One guy became a vendor with Microsoft. Basically, what he did was he um, he was a local vendor that he um, made. He did the operating system. He 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 mirror copied the operating system for Microsoft. He worked in their tech department where he did um, software designs. He made he put them on you know CDs and stuff for for them. And at the time, they were floppy disk and CDs for them. Guess what happened? He made a copy of the stuff and he was selling it under the table, trying to undermine Microsoft, giving them the key codes and stuff. Guess what? He got caught. He got fired. Then he went out and started saying how Microsoft was didn't pay him and and they were using all these. So you got to get a good lawyer. That's a good key. Get a good lawyer. Get a good business lawyer. You got to have you're going to spend some money in court. Then the federal government said that Microsoft was a monopoly. 
trying to say they were a monopoly and they tried to sue to take the business, try to break the business up. That's what I'm talking about. Here's the thing that's going on right now with with um, Facebook. They said Facebook is a monopoly. They're trying to take that one down. Back in the early 80s, back in the early 70s, late 70s, early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, um, AT&T, not the new AT&T that you know now. Back then, AT&T was better known as Ma Bell. AT&T dominated. AT&T was making billions a year. They were the only cell phone. They were the only phone company in the world, in the United States. The only phone company. And every state had AT&T. AT&T dominated everything. Then in between that, they had these smaller companies called Baby Bells. They were branches of um, Bell Company, branches of um, Atlantic Telephone and Telegraph Services, AT&T. A bell. There was SBC, Georgia Bell, Pacific Bell. There was GTE. There was like, you know, Pacific Northwest Bell. There was like, um, you know, U.S. West. There was Quest, U.S. West. All these different companies. Well, they had a big court case. The court case broke them. Broke the court case. Broke up. Went to court. The judge said you was a monopoly. Anything that didn't pertain to didn't pertain to mobile. Didn't pertain to house phones. Anything that didn't pertain to a landline phone service had to be given away. So their cellular service, they were they were building on, they were building on this cellular service, which was the technology they were using for the military. They gave it away, and they had to give it away for free. And people went out and bought dial tones because if you bought a dial tone, that was like you bought a dial tone. It's like a Spectrum. You bought a Spectrum. That's what they used. And they bought the Spectrum. They bought dial tones. Back then it was dial tones. Then they switched over to the new system, which was the broadband system, which is now Spectrum. And now that they have Spectrum, now they have the Spectrum service. And that's what they're and that's what they did. And they gave and they were company. Just all these different cell phones. If you ever remember, if you don't remember that, you can look it up. Back in the early 80s, different cell phone companies were popping up left and right. All these new companies were popping up. Every one of them were just left and right popping up. Cell phone companies. A lot of them. They were like, um, Eight, they were like AT&T, they were like US West, they were Singular Wireless, there was um, Verizon, before Verizon there was um, Aerial, AirTouch, Vitaphone, all these smaller companies in the US were popping up. There were smaller cell phone companies popping up left and right. Depending on where you lived at and what region you were in, they were all popping up. Guess what? They all got absorbed. <coughs> they all got absorbed. They all got absorbed because smaller companies started buying up other companies, like smaller cell phone companies. Leap Mobile was one of the was one of the was one of the first um, companies that popped up with prepaid. They popped out Leap Mobile, Jump Mobile, all popped up. They were the same company, and then they Cricket popped up. Pr- Cricket Wireless popped up, and then they started dominating the markets. One of the older companies was Sprint. Sprint's now is absorbed under um, T-Mobile now. It's called the new T-Mobile now. Sprint was one of the companies they were. They were self. Sprint was a phone company, a rural phone company, and then they merged into Cellular because they knew the Cellular was the newest technology, and they merged. Lucent Technology was Bell Laboratories. They they merged into cell phone companies. They started a cell phone company. Motorola, great cell phone company. They were a um, company that was crude mobile. They made they made cell phones. They made actually U.S. cell phone company, big bulky cell phones. One of the one of the biggest cell phone one of the biggest cell phone manufacturers on the market to that date was was out of um, was out of Helsinki, Finland. That was Nokia. 
Nokia was manufactured. Corporate office was out of Helsinki, Finland. The reason I know that is because I called, no, I called Nokia one time because I knew they were having this new cell phone and I wanted to see if they were making it for the U.S. and they weren't. But they told me I could buy it and I could actually buy it if I can get a cell phone service that was a G, if I can get a GSM cell phone service. At the time, GSM was brand new. Everything was CDMA. CDMA was a self was a code whatever it is was invented by a guy out of the military. It was a military code. The guy took that code and he put it out in commercial and now that's like you have Verizon, CDMA. Sprint was CDMA. Verizon and Sprint were the only two companies that was CDMA. AT&T and T-Mobile were um, the GSMs, which is the SIM cards. Just, just things like that. And that's how that worked. And that's how things worked like that for the companies. That's a little history thing about that. And they, they just started multiplying. And that's how cell phone companies were big and profitable like that. For you, I would say, I'm just telling you, that's something about when it comes to cell phones and stuff. And notice, each company was absorbing everything and they were buying everything. Like I said, let me tell you something about, let me tell you one thing. Here's another thing. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to cut this short too. Um, Starbucks. If you Starbucks is one of the Starbucks is one of the biggest um, uh, coffee companies everywhere. There's Starbucks. There's Starbucks everywhere. Let me say what Starbucks did. Their rival competitor that was outselling Starbucks was Seattle's Best Coffee. Seattle Best Coffee was the coffee company that out was outselling Starbucks. When they did a when they did a matrix when they did a, um, a matrix focus group on which coffee was the best, Starbucks ranked second. Seattle's best ranked number one as far as taste, quality, and price and affordability. Guess what Starbucks did? You, you don't. I don't. You know what? I want you. So he brought out the competitor and they merged it. So now Seattle's best is Starbucks. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Companies will, if they don't, if they want to, if they if they you see that you're competition, they'll buy you out. They'll buy you out. There's some companies, they'll buy them out because they want that name or they want that market. So here's what I would say for you. I'm going to tell you this real quickly. If you're going to start your business and you want your business to be global, hit your local markets with your business. Locally, start your business locally. Dominate the local market first. Because it's easier than low your, you know your key targets. Once you get your key targets in your local region, then branch out to everywhere else. Start locally, then grow globally. Start locally, grow globally. All right, all right. The reason why, I, all right. The reason why I say that is because that's an easier thing because you know your local region. It's in your local time zone. You know your city. You know your town. You know your. Um, village, you know your township, you know what area you live in, what community you live in. If you live in a rural area, you know the people in your community. Start locally, work your way out. No matter if you're doing a YouTube channel, hey, doing a YouTube channel, hey, start locally. You know, go around your local area, interview people locally, get your YouTube channel. If you're doing a vlog, vlog locally. If you're starting an e-commerce business, e-commerce locally. You know, tell people locally around your e-commerce business. Do what you got to do. If you're going to build your capital business, build it. But like I said, take your time, work hard, do what you got to do. Hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And I was way too long on this podcast. 
And I want to tell each and every one of y'all, I love you. I appreciate you. I hope that each and every one of y'all out there do things great. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by blackandblueelectronica.com. Hey, if you need all your electronic needs, go to Black and Blue Electronica. Hit me up on my social media. I'm telling you right now, go to Facebook. Hit Kansas City Hood Sales and Yard Sales for all your business needs. If you need to um, advertise your business, whether you got a podcast, whether you got a YouTube channel or whatever, go to Kansas City Hood Sales and Yard Sales and advertise there. I will tell you, go there, advertise there. Also, if you do want to do something else, hey, hit me up on um, hit me up on Twitter, tipzip357 at gmail.com. That's my Twitter. That's my email address. Go to Twitter and you'll see JR Bell. Hit me there. Leave me a message there. Tell me you heard me on my podcast. Hey, great thing. Hey, if you also need some need some need some help mentoring or you need some help starting your business and you want some you know resources and tools i will give you the resources and tool hit me up on there on twitter hit me up on um facebook at Kansas city hood sales and yard sales just leave me a direct message if you want to hit me up on instagram it's marine cook or marine cookie you'll see a guy in camouflage standing there that's me hit me up there i got you right there that's my social media. I got other social medias, but uh, I haven't get those addresses. I got to write them down and I will start posting them. Okay. Hey, this is JR Bell when I got your six podcast. And hey, by the way, Bravo six going dark.